You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Freaking first cut. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap for this week's RBC Heritage. And joining me to break it all down, it's Greg Ducharme. What up, Greg? What's going on, Rick? Um, This kind of feels, this has like a combo episode feel. It feels a little bit like a Friday at the midway point, but at the same time, it kind of feels like it's, dare I say, over? Is this thing close to over, Rick? What do you think? Uh, it, I think it's certainly close. Thanks to our friend Stuart Sink backing up his 63 with another 63. We, we should just run the same stuff we said uh, last night. I mean, Stuart Sink goes out and he, 63 was the lowest score he has ever shot at Harbor Town. He's won here twice, so he's had a lot of low scores here. He liked it so much, Greg. He just did it again on Friday. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah. And this time he didn't hit his first tee shot into the water. He tried on his last. I mean, he yeah. was, got pretty aggressive there on 18, but this is, a, this is just a ridiculous round of golf. I, I mean, it, it's another one where he is, um, basically just dominant tee to green, second tee to green for the day. He's of course, first for the week. He was sixth approach the green. He had 14 of 18 greens. Um, they didn't hit very many fairways, but it, it wasn't like he was missing and hooking around trees like Patrick Cantlay was yesterday. So, um, yeah, it's still a, a really quite an impressive round. He was very good in the short game as well. Um, he got up and down when he did miss a fairway, had to pitch. I, did, I think he did that on 12, if I remember correctly. So yet another really impressive round of golf um, with very little wind out there. And Rick, I mean, you look at this leaderboard and there just aren't that many guys who can catch him. So he's he's five clear of second. He is probably seven clear of third. I guess Emiliano Grio, depending on what he does here, if he makes birdie on his final hole, could uh, could get to 10 under, but he would still be six shots better than that. Grio lining it up literally as we speak. But yeah, I mean, this is this is special stuff. I love that little nugget. That's my favorite nugget this week, Greg, is that he's made one bogey this week. It literally came on his first hole of the week on Thursday, his first shot into the <laughs> yeah. water on number 10. I didn't believe you when you said that. I had to go back and check. That's awesome. Yeah, his first shot went <laughs> in the water and he's since gone basically birdie par, birdie par, birdie par, every single hole. It's been, it's been ridiculous. So it's, um, I mean, look, I think it's great to see. It's great to watch because it's really, I mean, it's really good play. And like we talked about yesterday, this guy's gotten a lot longer off the tee. He is clearly flushing every single shot and, um, no wind out there today really to speak of. So it was kind of a a happy hunting ground for him. He he just, it it was a beautiful display tee to green. I love what he's doing with his irons and I, I have a hard time seeing a veteran like this in this kind of form, who's got the perspective of having his son on the bag 
I, I don't see this getting complicated over the weekend. And that's normally what happens when you get a lead like this. It gets really complicated and all of a sudden things go fast when you make one mistake. And it's just hard for me to picture that right now. We are in a bit of uncharted territory here, historic territory, because Sink becomes the oldest player in PGA Tour history. He's 47 years old to begin a tournament with two rounds of 63 or lower. Also, uh, not doesn't matter their age, but 11 others have done this in tour history. Seven of them have gone on to win. And then here's maybe the best nugget. I believe this is a J Ray stat. Uh, if not, it, it can be his. We'll credit him for this. Anyway, the last 40 years, only one player has had a multi-win season on the PGA tour after turning 47 years old, Greg, it was Kenny Perry who not wow. only did it in 2008, but he did it in 2009 as well. So only one guy's done it and he's done it twice. Wow. That was Kenny Perry was playing some golf then in 2009. Do you remember that year, Rick? He should have, I mean, he should have won the masters. I remember that. I don't remember his full year, but I remember like he should have won the masters. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, that's all I remember from the year too. But then you mentioned that he won twice in that year and won twice the year before that you start. I mean, Kenny Perry was playing some golf, but the, the masters should have been his which is um, fascinating. So yeah, this is uncharted. This is uh, it, it's ve- a very, very good opportunity. So I guess the question now, Rick, is if, if it's not going to be Stuart sink, how, yep. how many guys do you think can actually catch him? If somebody can, uh, which I think if, is going to be hard to do, who, who can catch him? Okay. So I, I actually think if we play this game, if we play, if it's not Stuart sink, then a lot of guys are in play because that means sink right. came back to the field. Right. Like, like right. if he just shoots two over, if he shoots 73, 73 on the weekend, everybody's back in play. Yes, uh, I so, so if, if, if Connors is in play, then so is Will Zalatoris, who is four shots behind Corey Connors. So it's really just a matter of Stuart sink. If he's going to come back, speaking of the Canadian Corey Connors shoots a cool 67, 64 over his first two rounds, including a 30 on his second nine on Friday. He's been playing well. This is obviously a great, a place that sets up well for him. He probably shoots 67, 64, feeling good about himself. Still going to be five shots back at the leader. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. Five's a lot, but at the same time, I, I think um, if if Corey Connors may be the guy that could catch Stuart Sink without him shooting an over par round, right? If if Corey Connors were to go out again tomorrow and shoot five under, Six, and Stuart 66, Sink shoots yeah. two under, it, like if Stuart Sink shoots five under over the weekend and gets to twenty one, uh, there are very few guys who could get to twenty two. I think Corey Connors may be the only one. Which I know it's only one shot different than than Grillo, but I, I mean, you're talking it's real slim pickings, and it looks like Grillo did, by the way, get to ten, so he's he six did. back. Um, he made so that he's six back. But is he going to shoot twelve under over the weekend? I doubt. I doubt it. Is Corey Connors going to shoot ten under, eleven under over the weekend? I doubt it. But it, you know, I think that's the best chance. Um, so if you're Stuart Sink, I think your target number is get get yourself to twenty one, and I think you got this locked up. Yeah, I think that's fair as well. Cam Smith went out and shot something special on Thursday. He did it without gaining strokes on approach. So we kind of assumed there was regression in his future. We saw that on Friday because he goes 62 on Thursday and an even par 71 on Friday. He made, let's see, three birdies offset by three bogeys. Not too much uh, special in either direction for one Cam Smith. No, and I mean, he actually gained more approaching the green than he did yesterday, but the putter just went 
completely ice cold. All of a sudden, he loses three shots putting today. He was 129th in the field, strokes game putting for the day. So um, while he did hit it a little better, I mean, at least in terms of the numbers, he hit fewer greens um, and he hit fewer fairways, but he gained more shots. And all of a sudden, he just the putter goes ice cold. And it's a kind of a, you know, three birdies, three bogey. That kind of a round is really, that's a cool round out here because there are so many birdie holes. Um, you just, you, you hope to get at least a couple under par when there's no wind. If he wasn't seven shots back, I'd be very interested in Colin Morikawa because he's playing so well right now. He goes out and he shoots a 68 on Friday that included him losing over a stroke and a half putting. So he shoots three under while losing a 1.6 strokes on the greens. That is a very scary, deadly situation for the rest of the field. I understand the situation that we're in. Stewart sink way up, but like Morikawa is doing it right now. This, this is the right. blueprint. Right. I agree. And again, um, he's a guy I expect to be there. Should Stewart sink, come back to the field a little bit, which is possible. Like these things can happen a lot quicker than it sounds when we talk about it. We, we talk about it, or at least I'm talking about it like it's impossible, but it could, it could flip very quickly tomorrow, um, tomorrow in the early afternoon. But what Morikawa did today is he got, he got back into Colin Morikawa type form. All of a sudden he's eighth for the day approaching the green rather than 44th yesterday. Um, he, he continued to hit fairways. He continued to hit greens, but all of a sudden the iron play just got a little bit better. And, and that is a scary thing because that is not a guy who just got hot with the irons today. That's a guy that is, he, he got back to normal. He gains three shots approaching the green and it's not a shock to anybody. It's not a outlier. It's a normal round for him. So yeah, it, it's definitely a scary thing. If he can get a couple more putts to drop, um, then you, then you better watch out. Cause you know, he, he can come, he can come chasing again. I don't think he can get to 21 or 22 under, but, um, but he can get pretty close. Here's what we'll do. We'll talk about the odds to win this tournament. And then uh, because Stuart Sink is so far ahead, a lot of books are going to start offering winner without Sink. So we can talk about that too, essentially who would come in second or if they win, they win. But a lot of books will start to offer that. We saw that for the Masters as well when Hideki had his, uh, what, five-shot lead heading into Sunday. So we'll talk about that. But we're going to do it right after a quick word from our partners. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. All right, Greg. So no surprise with a five shot lead. Stuart Sink over at William Hill is nearly even money. He's plus 130. Uh, Corey Connors, closest chaser, plus 550. Colin Morikawa, plus 750. Uh, again, I do think we need to reiterate this. We see multiple shot leads disappear very, very quickly on the PGA tour on, on Sunday afternoon. Uh, there are 36 holes left here. There's a lot of golf still to be played, but I, I view it this way. Stuart sink, um, 
He is not a young kid looking for his first PGA tour victory. He is not even looking for his first victory this season. He's already done that. He's not even looking for his first victory uh, at Harbor town. He's already got two of those. I, I don't really see a scenario where like he melts down mentally. Maybe the game doesn't show up on the weekends, but like this isn't one of those scenarios where we talk about the real lead, Greg. Right. I completely agree. <laughs> this is the real, the real lead the real is 16, 16 under. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I agree with you about the mental thing, Rick. I think it's a great point because he, he's got his son on the back, which helps with the perspective, the general perspective. And, and we talked about that a little bit earlier, but it, yeah, he could go out there and shoot even par. He could get cold with the putter. This could, this could get, um, I mean, even par tightens things up tomorrow potentially very quickly you get a couple of guys chasing him he'll he'll still likely have a lead or at least be right there but um but yeah even par is possible the best players in the world shoot even par all the time so um but rick who who on this list do you look at and and really really like for other than other than Stuart sink yeah, the model loves Morikawa, right? Like yeah. what he's doing, just ball striking the heck out of it, not being able to putt. He had a couple of that could have easily been his 68 on Friday. I watched a lot of could have easily been another 65. It could have been a 64. He hit the ball unbelievably um, outside of that. You know, Abraham answer is a little bit further back. He played really well on Friday. He's, I believe, leading the field. Let me just confirm this. Uh, no, he is fifth in the field in strokes gains approach. He's one of the top players uh, in strokes gain T to green, and he's average with the putter right now. So those are the two that I would point out if we weren't living in a, in a Stewie sink world at the moment. Uh, those were the two that I'd be kind of keeping my eyes on. Okay. I'm going to add one more to the mix and okay. I know you're going to love, I know you're going to love this Rick um, <laughs> and it's Sungjae. I think Sungjae right now, he's he's driving the ball really nicely, hitting a lot of fairways. Um, he was fourth today off the tee. He hit, he hit 11 of 14 fairways, hit a bunch of greens. And I think he's the best putter in this group that's um, not necessarily putting well. He's not here in this position because of his putting. He's 25th for the week, strokes game putting. Um, he's probably where he is more because of his driver and his irons, which is a good sign. He's 13th approach the green for the week so yes. far, which he's been struggling with um, in, in recent weeks. So if that's back in form, I think Sungjae kind of has what it takes to really get hot and go chase somebody down. Maybe a, maybe there's a slow Stewart sink or something like that. Sungjae is kind of a guy I'd add into the mix along with Colin Morikawa. I do like that. You're you're dead on with the approach game. He's gaining 3.6 yeah. strokes on approach. That was, I mean, I think he's lost seven straight events in that category, which yeah, what we're seeing, unbelievable. What we're seeing now is more reminiscent of what we saw kind of in the fall when Sungjae was was really good. So yeah, I I agree. This looks like the best version of Sungjae that we get, which is, which is always, um, you know, capable of making noise. So Greg, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it on this. I mean, it's, it's, it's Friday night. There's 36 holes to go. Um, William Hill is essentially calling this a coin flip. So you can either have Stewart sink or you can have the field, anybody, the, all of them, Stewart sink or the field who wins this golf tournament. I've taken Stewart sink. I think this is a this is a Vince Carter gift on Friday night. I really do. I don't like doing that. I know there's so much golf to be played, but this guy, he's got every he's got all the boxes checked right now. He's hitting the ball better than anybody else. He's putting really well. He's in a great place mentally. He's been he's been on good form coming in. I think this gets uh, 
I have a funny feeling this becomes a boring weekend, which is going to be great for Stewart Sink. And I, I will enjoy watching it. And there'll be a great little tournament for second place. Because if he wasn't playing, this would be a great tournament, right? These are, <laughs> there are some, some really fun names, some guys that we really like watching, uh, chasing it down. So I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm taking Stewart Sink in that one. I think I agree with you. I, I mean, yeah. there are, there, there's no, I'm trying to make a case for not Stewart Sink. And I could say, okay, well, he's, you know, third in the field in strokes gained putting, but I can offset that and say, well, he's number one in strokes gained approach. Right. So yeah. it's like, he's doing it all. Like this is how he has amassed such a large lead. He's not afraid to win. He's won recently. He's not afraid to win here. He's done that twice. He's got a son on the back. I just, I can't formulate the case outside of golf happens and he shoots an even par 71 on either Saturday or Sunday to open the door or the wind, like maybe the, I mean, the forecast even looks pretty clean, Greg, like if the wind, if, if we get a, a change in this forecast and the wind starts to kick up, maybe that could do it. But I'm even having a difficult time formulating a way that sink. I, I could make an argument, Rick, that um, wind picking up helps Stuart sink. Because oh, it just, it, it limits the, the chasers and the chasers have a long way to go. So I, I think you need, if the, the formula for not Stuart sink is he gets cold with the putter over the weekend and shoots, you know, two under or higher for the next two days. So he doesn't get past 20 under par. And then you get a couple of guys that come and chase and Sunday pressure builds. And that's how it happened. I mean, it's very possible that that could happen, but I, yeah. I think he's in too good of a place right now, hitting it too well, uh, too calm mentally. And this doesn't seem like a surprise to him. It, they're just kind of going about their business. Uh, he and Reagan, they're, they're just doing what they do and getting these results. So they have a great process going right now. Um, and, and I think it's going to last for four days. Maybe we just come on here Saturday night and say, wow, we shot another 63. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> just open yeah, 63, I, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, whatever happens, um, We'll be here on the first cut talking uh, about it. But for now, let me thank producer Jacob doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Let me thank Greg Ducharme. You can find it on Twitter at the real GFD and you can find me at Rick run good. This has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time. has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 